You're listening to the Star Wars Blip Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Star Wars Blip Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Now, before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the Star Wars Blip Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. It helps out the show so much when you do. All right, let's get into this episode. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, We're going to talk about Ahsoka. We're going to talk about how Outlaws will not be finished ever. And also, we're going to spend some time talking about the Acolyte. First off, though, uh, Ashley Eckstein, she voices Ahsoka in The Clone Wars. She basically says, or she encourages viewers to watch Star Wars animation, speaking of The Clone Wars, so they don't miss out on crucial backstory in Ahsoka. Only a few days away from San Diego Comic-Con, Ashley Eckstein, voice of Ahsoka Tano in The Clone Wars, Rebels, and Tales of the Jedi, sat down with Cinema Bland to discuss her upcoming events at the uh, convention, as well as whether on comment on whether watching the stories told in animation prior to the release of Ahsoka on Disney Plus is critical to the enjoyment of the series. Her universe, the self-described fangirl fashion company and lifestyle brand, is hosting a fashion show at San Diego Comic-Con on July 20th, which will be emceed by Eckstein, founder of the company. Eckstein has been a consistent presence and all-around feel-good Disney ambassador at all manner of Lucasfilm events, including Star Wars Celebration, visits to the parks, and more since talking the voice acting role of Ahsoka Tano. Uh, and actually, Eckstein actually has her own um, clothing line based off of Ahsoka. She has like handbags, uh, designer shoes, coats, pants, things like that. Um, like women's clothes, really, really cool stuff because every single ounce, like piece of clothing has notes of Ahsoka Tano, like buried in, um, the, uh, the clothing, uh, this article that I'm reading from starwarsnews.net, uh, Ashley Eckstein is actually wearing a, um, uh, a sweatshirt that kind of looks like a fraternity, uh, sweatshirt, that basically just says Tano on the front and it's in the it's in the colors of orange and blue and has the cool tassel decals on the sides of the arms. Really, really cool stuff. Uh, so Ashley Eckstein has her own clothing line. That's actually really cool. Like there's this actor and she's acting in Star Wars. And then after she's done playing Ahsoka, well, not done for good. But while she's playing Ahsoka, she's starting her own clothing company, which is actually really, really cool. Um, of course, while Eckstein did not secure the role of Ahsoka Tano in live action, her relationship to Star Wars remains stronger than ever as she continues to champion the upcoming series and animated content. In fact, Eckstein even visited the Ahsoka set back in October and spoke glowingly about her meeting with Rosario Dawson. Two worlds colliding. Ashley Eckstein and Rosario Dawson, the both Ahsokas. The Ahsoka that voiced Ahsoka in animation and the Ahsoka that voiced Ahsoka in live action, and actually, you know, played Ahsoka in live action, obviously, um, asked the question that continually resurfaces in interviews with anyone connected to Ahsoka regarding whether fans need to watch the animated material before the series premiere. 
Eckstein responded, Oh, absolutely. I actually recommend to everyone who's, who is excited about the upcoming Ahsoka series, I highly recommend that you take time to watch The Clone Wars and watch Rebels and even Tales of the Jedi because if you don't, you're going to miss out on crucial, crucial backstory that you really need to know fully to enjoy the Ahsoka series, which is so exciting. We're going to get so many new incredible stories, but without that backstory and full understanding of who Ahsoka is and even who the other characters are, you're not going to have as rich or in-depth of an understanding and appreciation of what's going to happen in the series without the backstory. So I'm very grateful that the Clone Wars and Rebels and Tales of the Jedi are on Disney+. Any chance I get, I tell fans, go and watch it and binge it before you watch the Ahsoka series. It's really going to matter. Now, there, there, is, there is a wormhole in all of this, and there is kind of like, you know, there's a cheater's way to get out of this, which is just go watch a YouTube summary of who Ahsoka is, and I'm pretty sure just you're going to be up to speed with, you know, who Ahsoka is. You can literally just go on YouTube and find, you know, Ahsoka, who is she, and find like a 30-minute video just explaining every single thing about Ahsoka instead of watching hours and hours of content of the Clone Wars. Um, I mean, the only really important thing you really need to know about Ahsoka is she started off as a Jedi, and... Um, the Sith framed her for killing an apprentice, and so she gets expelled out of the Jedi Order, and basically is a freelancer and a, you know, just a wanderer at that point, just kind of filling in her place to help the rebels, um, and basically that's where she is right now. She's trying to, she's trying to defeat the Inquisitors that are trying to kill her, but she's no Jedi anymore, but she has the power of the, the, the Force, she's harnessed the power of the Force, um, so that's basically all you gotta know about Ahsoka. The, the whole point of this article is Ashley Eckstein wants you to be prepped for the Ahsoka show, which is actually important because she doesn't want this show to go to waste. She wants you to be fully prepared for this show so that you're not going to miss anything from the show. You're, you're going to be fully prepped because you've watched The Clone Wars, you've watched Rebels, you've watched all of the previous content so that you're fully ready to fully appreciate the new age of Ahsoka that is coming with Dave Filoni. That's the whole point of why Ashley Eckstein is like, go and watch Clone Wars, go and watch Rebels, go and watch Tales of the Jedi. Um, I mean, yeah, but if you want to, you know, you not be a purist or whatever, just go on YouTube and find a video about Ahsoka Tana that basically explains her backstory. Let's literally type in Ahsoka backstory and you'll probably find something pretty, pretty in informational about that. But if you want to go the hardcore way, then watch Clone Wars, watch Rebels watch all that and i believe we only have 26 days 15 hours and five minutes left until soka drops that's kind of crazy less than a month left last time i checked the timer it was like 42 days so that's pretty great 26 days left until soka that's pretty awesome the date of this podcast is july 27th so that's gonna that's gonna be pretty great switching gears here we're gonna talk about video games right now star wars outlaws will not feel too big to finish, according to developer. Oh, wait. Wait a second. Star Wars Outlaws will not feel too big to finish, according to developer. Okay. Let's read this article. The creative team working on Star Wars Outlaws, creative director Julian Gregory and narrative director Navid Kavar, have explained that there won't be so much to do in the new open world set in the galaxy far, far away that it will feel like there's too much to do. Upon hearing that report, the maps in the game will dwarf the map seen in Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Some fans have wondered if the game might be a bit too ambitious in its scope for more casual players to enjoy. Speaking of IGN, uh, Gertie 
reassures players that Outlaw Star Wars Outlaws will be will not be too big of a title for all but the most committed to enjoy. He says this, Our objective is to really get people into a very dense, rich adventure, open-world adventure that they can explore at their own rhythm. So it's absolutely not a 200-300 hour epic, unfinishable RPG. This is a very focused action adventure RPG that will take people on a ride and is very manageable. Okay, well that's good because I don't, I don't like a huge, long, 200-hour video game. Like, that's not my speed. Like, I played, um, what's it called, FNAF Security Breach. That was pretty great. Um, that wasn't, like, too big to finish. Like, I, we, we haven't finished it yet, but we're pretty close. And it didn't feel too cumbersome and just undefeatable to, to finish. So, here goes Kavar. Kavar emphasized that the emphasis on, on the game is allowing players to experience the journey of the protagonist uh, K Vess, and that the environment series, uh, the environment serves the character. Here goes the developer of Star Wars Outlaws. He says this: We've talked about this a lot on the team. Is that yes, we're building open worlds, we're building bustling cities and cantinas and wide open plains, but we always try to approach it from the place of the character, from a place of story, and realizing that this might be K Vess's first entry into a planet like Torsha that we've crafted for this. So it's always on. It's so that's always in top of mind, is fusing that narrative ele- element with the game. Uh, so yeah, that's that's going to be really, really great. Um, another IGN interview with uh, Gertie and Kavar also had Lucasfilm Matt Martin talk about the ambitions for title for the title. Uh, Martin noted that uh, Toshara, a moon with a design heavily inspired by the look of East Africa, exemplifies the 80-20 rule of Star Wars environmental design. When we're working on anything in the Star Wars world at Lucasfilm, we have what is called the 80-20 rule, where it's 80% familiar, 20% alien, 20% fantastical. I think Torshara is a great example of that, where it does have that grounded Star Wars feel, where we could go to East Africa and shoot it if it was live-action thing, but then you have an Avernine with the big mound city, and that brings in that 20% fantasy. That is interesting. So there, there's a template for how Star Wars the, for how Star Wars works, the 80-20 rule, which is 80% familiar, which means critical kind of basis on this world, like Earth familiarity within Star Wars. That's 80% familiar. 20% alien, which we do not know that is not from this world, that is completely removed from our subconscious brains. And then 20% fantastical, which is a little bit of the same thing as the alien. It's fantastical. It's not real. It's fake. It's just for the purpose of Star Wars. 80-20 rule. Really, really cool. Um, so yeah, 20% fantasy, 80% familiar. That's really, really cool. And even looking at some of this, you know, um, East Africa kind of, you know, designs for Star Wars Outlaws, it kind of it kind of exemplifies the 80/20 rule like i can look at this picture of east africa that is actually in the the star wars outlaw game and it it's 80/20 like there's aliens there's you know there's it looks like earth but at the same time it looks like star wars really really cool how the developers took time to figure out how to um template this game in the 80/20 rule that's that's pretty cool i didn't i didn't really know that Switching gears, we will now talk about the Acolyte. 
the Acolyte show is is I think gonna be a sinking ship for Star Wars. Um, just because they have some controversial characters in the show that maybe not everyone agrees with. I definitely don't agree with some things in the Acolyte. Um, but here's this article. Star Wars The Acolyte reportedly spent nearly $50 million for pre-production. Movies are lucky to just get $50 million, let alone $100 million. And The Acolyte spent nearly $50 million for just pre-production alone, not even shooting it, not even everything else that comes with the show, not even the sets, nothing like that. Whoa. Currently, I think Andor is the most expensive Star Wars show. But it looks like the Acolyte may end up being one of the most expensive Star Wars television series yet. As a new report indicates that Lucasfilm spent over $49 million on the series before filming even began. According to Forbes, the bill for the show's pre-production budget has apparently come in at $49.2 million, thanks to legal documents tied to spending on television series that are filmed in the United Kingdom. This does not, however, make it the most expensive pre-production for the new Star Wars series. Andor reportedly spent $67.9 million on pre-production cost, with the caveat that the budget inflated during the filming during the time of COVID, blah, blah, blah. Um, according to The Hollywood Reporter, the total, the total budget of that series ended up being around $250 million. Though bear in mind that it was a 12-episode first season, while The Acolyte has an 8-episode run. Wow. My goodness gracious. $50 million. That's not far off from 67 And I knew Andor was the most expensive because I remember hearing an episode from the Star Wars Stuff podcast that they were like, yeah, this thing's pretty expensive. $67 million to make this Andor TV show. Star Wars Acolyte, not far off at $50 million. The, the the problem with the Acolyte show is they, they have some controversial characters in the show that people may or may not agree with. So if you have the that controversialness of the show, you're going to lose money because people are going to not watch it. So hopefully the Acolyte isn't too controversial, uh, isn't too you know woke or anything like that. Um, hopefully it won't be too much like that. I'm hoping for that so they don't lose their money because I it might it I, I'm pretty sure the acolyte is end up ending up gonna be costing like 200 million because Andrew was 250 million going by that logic yeah the acolyte is gonna be a pretty dang expensive show even for an eight episode run Andrew was 12 episodes with 25 or 250 million acolyte is eight episode run and it's starting off at 50 million so it's it's actually even more expensive than Andor because they're using 50 million for only 8 episodes and Andor used 67 million for 12 episodes, almost double. So that's wow, that that's really expensive. That that's almost too expensive for a Star Wars show. Anyways, what did we talk about today? We talked about how Ashley Eckstein wants you to go back and rot your brain watching The Clone Wars. No, just kidding. Clone Wars is awesome. Probably going to watch The Clone Wars in preparation for the Ahsoka show. I encourage you to do that as well. Go back, go back and watch, if not the whole entire Clone Wars, just watch the Essential episodes. Essential episodes aren't too long. You can probably get it done in a month. Um, well, not even a month. If you binge it, probably two weeks. Get all the Essential episodes out of the way. The only thing you really need to do is watch season four to seven. That's, that's basically what you just need to do. 
go watch some old Ahsoka content so you get the full backstory so you can fully appreciate the new Ahsoka series coming out in 26 days, 14 hours and 56 minutes. Star Wars Outlaws, thankfully, according to the developers, the developers say it's not too big to finish. But something tells me that if you have to come out and say, don't worry, guys, it's not too big to finish. Something tells me that it's going to be too big to finish. Because there's this running joke with Star Wars video games that every time they come out with a video game, something goes wrong. It gets delayed. Developers go on strike. It isn't fully developed. There's glitches. Something wrong happens with Star Wars games. Except Battlefront 2 2017, which I play all the time. That has basically no glitches. Um, but I mean, Jedi survivor kind of had some issues. So hopefully Star Wars Outlaws will be a smooth ride to the end. Uh, I think they're going to be releasing the full version 2024. Uh, so be looking out for Star Wars Outlaws. And also the Acolyte is a pretty dang expensive show with 50 million just for pre-production. So hopefully they don't bite off more than they can chew for the new Acolyte series coming in the coming years. But our focus right now is on Ahsoka with 26 days, 14 minutes, and 46 minutes until the release of Ahsoka. That's going to be really, really cool to see. And I will be breaking that down for you all. Anyways, guys, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, and Google Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you go, if you could go ahead and leave a review on this podcast and share it, I really appreciate that. Whenever someone's like, hey, Tyler, I listened to your episode. I'm like, dude, thank you so much. You don't even know how much that means because... It's, it's, it's hard to know when people are actually listening and when people actually do listen. It just fuels me and it just makes my day. Uh, and I hope you're having a great day. If you're not having a great day right now, then it's going to be all right. God is with you. You're going to be great. Um, and there's always a new day because when you're in the lows, you got to keep your mind on the highs. You know, you got to keep your mind focused on the future. Just keep pressing on. And if you're, in, if you're having a great time, then stay humble. Just keep your perspective. Just stay humble. Stay in the loop. Stay chugging. And stay strong. Anyways, I don't know where this outro is going. But for now, my name's Ty. And yeah, may the force be with you. Mm -hmm.